Hello, hello. Welcome to The Whole Truth, a podcast. My name is Lakeisha Hayes, and today is April 23rd, 2022. Um, I want to talk about in this episode, we're going to talk about, well, I'm going to riff on my relationship to America, to the West as a whole. Uh, and then uh, I want to go in on, I want to talk about... Um, international travel. I've got a friend who is in uh, France right now. And I was there back in 2019. I had a great time. Uh, And I just, it's so, I'm in an interesting place right now where I'm looking at like, you know, well, I've actually been in this place for the last couple of years. Um, And what I see, I've been in a place, I should clarify, I'm sorry, y'all. I have I'm, I made a roasted acorn squash and homemade um, sage honey butter, salted sage honey butter. So I have this in front of my face right now. <laughs> and it's making it a little hard for me to focus. Um, but yeah, no, I've gone kind of around and around about, you know, whether or not I was going to stay in America. Um, at the end of 2020, I was going to leave America. Uh, because I, I'd kind of, kind of December, 2020, I'd kind of made up my mind. I said, I'm going to go because I feel like, well, at the, I had done so much work, inner work. You get to a certain level of reclamation interpersonally. And then there's a bunch of shit you're not about to deal with. There's a lot of shit that you're not about to put up with. There's a lot of stuff. I had, um, had my first couple of, 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 uh, corporate experiences and then working as a consultant, um, and just really seeing for the first time, uh, post-2017, um, really seeing for the first time in my, my early mid-30s exactly what's going on out here with regard to race, <clears throat> with regard to gender, with regard to how uh, Black women specifically are regarded. Um, and my, I, before that, I, I, for those of you who've not listened to other episodes, I talk about this pretty extensively about my uh, journey um, healing from, uh, just my early life. Um, I, I dedicated a lot of years, um, starting really in 2010 and then all the way through to 2017. And then I worked really hard from 2017 through like for the two years, um, you know, I was in a high growth startup at that the, between 2017, 2019. So it, when I look at, um, the Trek, you know, there was a lot of experiences that I had for the first time uh, later in life. Um, and there's a lot that I learned after healing, after going through this, like I had about five years between 2010 and 2017 where I didn't date, um, where I, uh, you know, just kind of sat the whole game out. I call them my monkey years where I was just uh, inward. And what I realize now is that most people don't do that at the time that I was doing that. I started that in my late 20s, I think 28, and it started with the health and wellness of fitness journey. And then it went into like I started um, therapy consistently, you know, every week for, for more than half a decade, um, really worked through some pretty intense stuff spiritually and just kind of came out the other side of it with this level of clarity and, um, uh, you know, very clear of the mind, uh, very clear of the body, very, you know, just kind of beautifully relaxed in my femininity and very comfortable with that. 
Um, then I went out in the culture in 2017 and I was like, what the fuck is going on out here? <laughs> out here it's, it's, not, it's not about health and wellness. It's not about creating healthy relationships. All the Brene Brown shit and the, you know, Eckhart Tolle. And I mean, this, this is useful stuff, but it was kind of a shock to my system to find out that like that had become my world. And then going out into the world, it was like, oh, like most people are not doing this. And I did not know that. So it was a real shock to me. It was a real shock because I was so in my feminine, receptive, open, um, but also that would juxtapose by being very hardworking, um, entrepreneurially inclined, like, you know, all of these things. So, and I'd, I'd gotten really good at balancing my masculine and feminine energy. I'd gotten really good at like, um, you know, <clears throat> I'd gotten really good at, like I said, yeah, balancing my masculine and feminine. I could call up my masculine, my inner that inner, um, and actually I'm to the point where I'm gonna stop calling it that just because I'm a woman, I'm an XX. <laughs> I ain't no masculine, men are masculine, you know, they're, they're XY. Um, I, but I have this kind of like high octane feminine, I guess, if you will, that I can tap into to get shit done. Um, and I've used that uh, when I needed to. So I, I suppose I um, had a certain beliefs about the culture, certain beliefs about society, I definitely gotten renewed in my faith and beliefs about um, men and relationships between men and women. Um, I'd gotten to a really good like headspace, you know, mentally and emotionally. And that's still something that I'm very proud of. But it just, like I said, it was a shock to my system to go out into the culture and find out that like, you know, most men are not in this space doing the work. Like the men you've been focused on, that's not most men. <laughs> You know, and I'm leading with this like open feminine, this and that. And, you know, um, I'm very much about, I believe in reciprocal femininity. I'm not, I do not believe in the queen shit, and the, you know, bow to me, bring me your resources. And, you know, you're also nothing, you insolent, whatever, you know, like, I just, I don't believe that in that. Um, I believe in partnership and divine union between men and women. So, um, and that includes multiple different kinds of partnerships too. That includes friendships. Um, and so what I realized after some things that happened in 2019 was that I had a lot to learn about where men actually are. And it's not where the things that I was focused on and the men that I was focused on for so many years in my healing journey, that's not where most men are. It's not where most women are. It's not where most people are. And I had a friend tell me like in 2018, she was like, uh, Lakeisha, this is you know, we, we are in this, you know, we've been in this for 10 years and doing this and doing that. And, you know, this, this woman has done some amazing things with her life. Um, she was like, we've been in this, in this space of like, you know, learning how to create from abundance and create from desire and, you know, get out of scarcity, um, thinking and, um, really just, you know, be, be in the world, be the, be a woman, be power, you know? um defined by self and 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 source and the earth that created us you know she was like most people ain't doing that shit and i was like i don't believe you i think that people i just had this hot and somebody told me like recently they were like you know you gotta come out of that like <laughs> she was like this impossible standard that you set for people and i was like it's not impossible it's for me it's a default do you understand? Like I did all this work and now this is my default. 
this like self-respect is my default healthy relationships uh caring about people having high empathy um desiring communication having healthy communication skills coming up out of that you know dom sub master slave shit our culture's obsessed i'm not in none of that shit and i earned the woman that i am so it's i feel almost like i'm being asked to regress and i'm not gonna do it for nobody so what I, I said, and I'm not going to do it for no culture either. Um, and, and so that's what prompted me to start looking like, okay, well, what do I want to do? I want to stay here. Do I want to go? I talked to a lot of friends about potentially going. Um, and I'll say even up until like late last year, early, late 2021, especially as I was going through just the tail end of a dark night of the soul um, in early 2022, I still felt that way. I was like, you know, I'm leaving this country as ghetto as fuck. Like I'm leaving, I'm leaving because I don't want to, why, why did I do all this work? And it's funny, it's like, now I realize that like to a degree what I did was out of chronological order of what most people do. Most people spend their 20s and 30s aggressively going after career pursuits. Um, and, you know, destroying a lot of people, just fucking people over, doing whatever they got to do to get rich or die trying, our cultural ethos. Um, and, and, they don't, and they don't, it's not until they're in their 40s, 50, late 40s, 50s. Most of the, the people in my spiritual community, um, outside of the ones that I've created, uh, and the people in the work are like older. They're like in their late, I'm, I'm 38. Um, I started doing this work when I was in my uh, mid late twenties, but most of the people in the work and in the spiritual community are like in their late forties. They don't get into it until their late forties, fifties, and sixties. And I've had a lot of them say like, "You're really like you know mature wise, this sort of thing for your age." And it's so good that you started the work so early in your life. It's going to pay dividends in your life. And but where I think I kind of fucked myself over is that like most people don't fucking do that until after they've done all this stuff. So now I want like a conscious, conscious relationships, uh, connections that are healthy, free of manipulation, full of choice, um, full of full of, you know, moving on desire and not desperation. And, you know, all of this stuff, which our culture, like the, the, the people in my age group are not there yet. So <laughs> it just is what it is. I also have kind of like, you know, in that time period, I spent a lot of time in nature. So I kind of like reconnected to uh, my uh, feral nature. I'm very connected to my feral nature. <laughs> it just is what it is. And I think every woman should go on that journey. Like it's very important. And so my instincts are unmatched, you know? So when I'm standing in front of somebody who's predatory, I will pick up an animalistic instinct from this person when my instincts are high. I went through this thing where I was very badly betrayed and manipulated by someone, actually two people in the last couple of years, actually three. They were all fell into a certain race in a certain camp, a certain class. Um, and, uh, you know, when I look back on it, it's like, God damn, like you, y'all think y'all are something, but you're not, you're actually predatory as fuck. And I can pick up on that. <laughs> like I can feel that. Um, I did so much reclamation work that I can sense. Yeah. Like there's something very different between the two of us and I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to fi fucking figure it out. So, um, and I don't, I don't, I believe that, that, uh, predation is f like, 
my mindset is just not oriented to interspecies predation. Uh, I don't see you as an object that I got to, you know, what can I mine to get up out of you? I think that's so fucking sick. Um, but it is what it is. That's where, where we are. So when I look at the culture, you know, it's like, do I want to stay participating in this? Because um, when you don't like something, you have a choice. You're like, I can either change it or I can, you know, I can bring it, bring it up. <laughs> I can change it or I can just accept it for what it is and stay or I can go. Those are usually your three choices. I don't believe in manipulation, control, mind games, none of that shit. I love free will. So I, and I noticed too that, that like the Western culture wants you trauma bonded to it. It wants to keep this kind of like slave master paradigm alive. It wants to keep the, the, the pathology that initiated the culture alive. A lot of this like, you know, people are talking about gender wars and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, this shit started on plantations between African men and African women. We're looking at it at scale in the culture now. There's so much savagery between men and women and men becoming more feminized and women becoming more masculine. And all this shit started in, the, in how, how you start a thing matters. So if you initiate an economy with the underpinning energy of that economy steeped in a masculinized female archetype and a feminized male, then that's what the culture is going to be because economy is second to life. That's what men wanted when they created it. They wanted to get as close to the power that women have to create life. So economy is second to life. And so it's going to impact every single person that participates in it with the energy that it started with. This is what happens when you don't like reconcile anything from you don't integrate anything from the past. You don't look at it. You just want to keep, you know, taking action and moving forward, um, building on broken bones, like get the fuck out of here. So we're looking at the fallout of that now. And I am a person who's able to see very clearly through a lot of things and very clearly into things. Um, I did struggle with that in the last six months. Uh, well, actually I didn't. I just, what I was seeing was more on the shadow side without, with no chaser. Um, the end of this dark night of the soul took me through uh, abject darkness with no chaser so that I could see um, things clearly for what they are. Uh without the need to narrative spin or look at the positive in it or any of that shit. I've actually been doing that for the last year. It's like I needed, I needed this period so that I could see, because if you can't look at the abject darkness of what a thing is, what a person is, what a culture is, um, to tell you so you can get to the truth of what it is at the root, if you can't get to the root, there will be nothing but reaction formations built on top of dysfunction. That is how it works. So as I was going deep within myself, I also went deep within the culture, deep within race, deep within the gender shit, deep within everything. And I've always had this ability. I've just used it more on the light side of things. And I had some pretty thick rose colored glasses that only would allow certain information in. So when I would use that ability, it would be with this kind of operating on the premise that, that most people are inherently good and most people are X, Y, Z. So um, now that's gone. <laughs> a little bit more neutral since I've gone through this shadow integration. So, uh, well, a lot more neutral, I'll say. Um, anyhow, when it comes to the culture and the culture of the West, um, I kind of feel like there is a, for me, I wanted to leave. I did. Like, I was ready to go. 
But now that I understand very clearly what my purpose is here, I'm not leaving. I'm not. (laughs) I have no plans to travel anywhere for the next two years. I understand very clearly now what I'm here to do and what I'm here to help affect change in. I have a team that's working on uh, research for a concept that uh, kind of came to me a couple years ago. This was like early, early 2020. I was driving through the Oakland Hills and um, got this, this vision just kind of came to me. I kind of had that over the, over, as my spiritual connection got, got stronger, that ability, it sucks too, because there's some dark shit that I've channeled of other people's shit, <laughs> like, but that ability has gotten just more refined. Um, so this thing came to me along with something else that came to me a couple years ago when I was working in corporate tech. Um, and so I'm going to follow those, those things. Uh, and they're all about bringing integration to, to our systems at large in America. Um, there's been a lot of attempts to thwart me, a lot of attempts to stop me, a lot of attempts to shit in the last year. I had a lot of attempts of motherfuckers trying to run me out of my mind. I know there's a narrative being spun, um, for whatever. And I just, I'm just here to say, I ain't going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. And um, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do here in America. And so I'm excited for the next uh, phase of this thing. Like, I'm excited for the next phase of not just who I am, but I'm excited for the next phase of like what uh, my team is able to get done here um, and help help facilitate uh, change. We're looking at um, the prison industrial complex. We're also looking at uh, policing in America. Um, there's a lot that I think the insight that I have, I've used to develop products and, um, they're viable. I had a lot of brands interested in, uh, partnering with us, um, on certain initiatives. Like I said, there was a lot of, of, um, a lot of big effort to try to stop me (laughs) in the last year. Yeah. I was talking to my sister, like, I want to say like probably five or six months ago, this was before like the most intense aspects of the dark night of the soul, uh, which I've just been processing quietly. And then I have some people that I've been in contact with and they've kind of seen me go through certain parts of it. But, um, you know, my sister, she was like, you, um, she was like, I think whatever, like your thing is, you're supposed to do is come. And that's the only thing that explains like why, like folks are, come for you the way that they like you have like you have literally cared about everyone that's crossed your path how you've done things professionally the sacrifices you've made um all of these things she was like it doesn't make any fucking sense and I was like well you know some of it does because some of it was you know in private last year my dark night of the soul like I was airing motherfuckers out (laughs) people who fucking deserved it that's the deal and it's like I've kind of after post this integration, I realized how much I've taken responsibility for other people's malignant bullshit. And so um, now that like the aspects of me that were available for that have been uh, witnessed, loved, integrated, uh, I don't, that's gone. <laughs> it's just gone. And it's not, it's, I'm in this cool place where it's like, 
I don't have to develop a belief system about it. I don't have to develop a, you know, how do I, how do I affirm my way to believing this when in my core, this isn't my, in my programming yet, because there's all this old programming. How do I do this? And so that's gone. And I'm so fucking grateful. Like, I'm just grateful for so many things. And so that's why and how um, I've come to the determination that I'll be staying in America um, indefinitely uh, to build what I'm called to build here. Um, If I choose to leave, y'all will definitely know about it because I will be on social media like blowing it up. Well, not even that, not even that. Like if I choose to leave, it'll be the kind of thing where like, I'll definitely, you know, everybody in my network will know what I'm up to. Um, and everybody in my network will, uh, will be aware, but uh, I'm finally okay with where my feet are planted. I'm finally okay. I feel like a big part of the reconciliation. So the, the things I've had to integrate in the last six months, what's really wild is like I said, me, I'm a very highly adept at pattern recognition. Um, and what's really wild is that the thing that kind of preempted this dark night of the soul was some pretty diabolical manipulation. I'm a person who worked on my mind for 10 years before I met a certain individual in a professional setting. And so I know my mind front to back. <laughs> and so I walked away from this person after I figured out some shit was just not right. I was like, what the hell is going on with my mind? <laughs> you know, And so I thank God for the fact that I've developed the kind of extraordinary ability to witness my mind. There's a lot of people that are like, you're processing what? And you are clear as fuck. I'm like, well, thank you. It was all the work for a decade. Um, and a lot, all the meditation, all of this, all the, all the self-awareness of this or that. So um, as I look at like what, what happened with this, I just, it kind of made it very clear to me that there's still a very strong, um, like I said, this kind of dom sub master slave shit that's just in the culture that I wasn't aware of because I've been pretty sovereign for a long time now. And I've worked at reparenting myself to a degree where I've handled most of my major shit. Okay, like I reparented myself to a degree where I've I've got to a place before meeting this person anyway, where I was a great mother and a great father to myself. Um, I think that's the call of every adult person. Uh, any adult that's seeking to disrupt the Oedipal triangle and your subconscious mind. Any I, Like I read The Art of Seduction after dealing with a certain individual because a friend was like, you need to read this. And I was just fucking disgusted by it. I was like, this is disgusting. Ugh, like it's fucking, it's fucking disgusting and predatory and fucking, ugh. I just, I couldn't get past how repugnant the shit. I was like, motherfuckers are using this to create relationships. This is horrible. This is a guide for trauma bonding. Okay. So like I said, after dealing with this person, what's real wild is when I look at it in terms of the pattern, um, it's really just a reenactment of everything that this country's like the, the ethos, values, principles and behaviors that started the Western economy, Western capital. It's this it's this like pimp culture started with the elite. Pimp culture started with the upper class. Most people 
who've never had access to them don't know this, but I have for many years now. And I have seen the shit up close in the last couple of years. So there's a, and in that is this embracing of the mentality that gave birth to this. And for me, I hate recreating the same shit. Okay, so there's not a lot of shit that's gonna work on me. I hate recreating the same, especially if what was, was dysfunctional as fuck. It was not working for humanity. Why in God's name would I wanna give birth to the next generation of that? Materially, metaphysically, tangibly, spiritually, emotionally. So I'm very big on choice. And I think once for a lot of people, they haven't gone on the journey of reparenting themselves. Once you do that, you're going to be sovereign and you're going to be very, very much about choice and accountability with yourself first. And then that kind of emanates out to like the people you deal with. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, it wasn't until that experience that I realized like, oh, like not a lot has changed in this country and it's not changing because of these kind of um, micro embraces of pathology, <laughs> pathological behavior and belief systems and uh, anti-human behavior and belief systems. This like, you know, looking at a human like you have the right to program them like a fucking dog. <laughs> That's fucking insane to me, but it is what it is. So... Um, I know my purpose here, like I said, and I'm I'm excited to embark on uh, what comes next. Uh, I have a dear friend who's in France right now, and you know we were just scatting back and forth. I was like, "Did you go visit the the museum of of uh, Yves Saint Laurent? Uh, the museum is is a beautiful." And she was like, "I haven't yet." I was like, "Okay, one of these days, you know, it won't be soon." Uh, it won't be anytime soon, but one of these days, like, um, you know, she's out there having a blast, uh, and I, it just kind of took me back, you know, but one of these days, I need shit to be more stable the world over, <laughs> but one of these days I'll be, uh, in the next, probably in the next two years, if I go, it'll be in the next two years. It will not be anytime soon at all. So I'm excited for uh, what myself and my team are working on here to affect change in America. I'm using my insight to bring uh, newness to systems, newness to uh, how we get things done here. Um, and I look forward to bringing people who are really about that, about change, uh, tangibly, not for clout and social clout and capital, um, but who are tangibly about change, um, tangibly about accountability, who enjoy telling the goddamn truth about who they are, the good, the bad, the ugly, who, uh, you know, are ready to help 2.0 things in the culture. Um, bring me, it's like all, it's like find me, <laughs> okay? Like find me, uh, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, and, and send me a message because I'm like super excited for, like I said, I'm excited for what comes next. All of this is emanation from the heart. A lot of it is divine, the divine feminine kind of working through. I realized that, um, you know, there's a, if we're to heal as a culture, as a human race, that the, the mother wound has to be healed. What I've realized is that like, a lot of the, the problematic things that I've experienced with men in a professional setting 
in life and then a lot of the harm that I see being inflicted on women, a lot of it goes back to that mother wound. I have talked to some women about some pretty intense things in the last six months um, as I've, you know, kind of embraced this, the, the, I'm finally out of the depression and I'm like glad for that, but I have no regrets about willfully allowing it. Um, and willfully allowing the, the CPTSD. I have no regrets about not medicating my way out of what is. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about saving appearances. I don't give a fuck about none of that. My poor team, like they know, like you, like you will always know the truth about whatever the fuck is going on with me. <laughs> um, and if I can go, I'll keep going. And when I need to stop, we go stop and, you know, it just is what it is. But um, yeah, like I said, I'm excited for what comes next uh, for me, my team here in America. Um, I will not be traveling at all. Uh, and I'm, I'm just excited for um, growth. I'm excited for to share, like I said, with the culture, these kinds of insights. I found out a lot um, about what's possible when you actually step outside the box and you don't continue, you actually stop and examine the energy of what was. Um, I feel like I, I was going into something so y'all could understand correlation and causation. And then I kind of got lost in that. I'm sorry. My brain is like, it's very powerful. And so sometimes like I go off on tangents on this thing, which y'all know that already. But anyway, um, I've had like, like I said, the, 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 the mental and emotional abuse of this person, of this organization, it just showed me where we are as a culture and that nothing really has changed because there's still an embracing of pathology, because there's still an embracing of um, malignant means for the acquisition of resources. You know, like I said, I've, you know, I've people, I met some people in the recent years that are like, enjoy playing games with people's lives. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? You know, I've heard all this stuff about like, you know, uh, self-awareness, this and that. If you're self-aware, this won't happen. And it's like the people who holler who the most about that don't even have a sense of self. With, uh, self-awareness is actually not lying about who you are. <laughs> and being very aware of what's going on inside of you and taking responsibility for that shit. Smear campaigns are not self-awareness. That's a trigger. Some people's whole fucking identity is a trigger. Trigger reaction to their early life. A reaction formation. I don't think that we can afford to have a culture that's steeped in that anymore. I've, I've noticed that even with the movements that we have going on in this country, a lot of it is a reaction formation. It's a trauma response. It's a you know, and from what I know now, based on the inner work and, 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 and brass tax experience is that all endeavors with that, that are bereft of shadow integration are doomed to failure. If you do not integrate your demons and unfinished business, whatever you do is going to come right back to the lowest point of shit you haven't reconciled. That's what this person's malignant fucking manipulation, mind games, deception, all this shit trying to, you know, stir whatever emotion, just ugh. That what it did was it just took me to the lowest point of where I have left 
to reconcile things from my early life. It was like, choose to go with the flow of whatever this bullshit agenda is or own yourself. And you about to feel a lot of pain, sis. <laughs> like you all, you about to face all these demons, girl. Uh, but I will never be possessed by anyone. I don't give a fuck who you think you are or what you bring to the table. So, like I said, I'm excited to move forward uh, here in America. Um, I have some land out in Arizona. Uh, got some up in NorCal too, and I'm I'm developing that. Um, I was talking to a friend on Facebook the other day about. Uh, she posted something. She was like, you know, I just want a little parcel of land away from everybody. <laughs> I was like, girl, I am with you. I picked up a couple and uh, I'm going to build probably a barn dominium. I haven't decided exactly what what kind of dwelling yet. I'm still kind of looking into that. There was a um, last year I went through some pretty intense like. Um, I want to say not fear. Yeah, fear. Because <laughs> there was so much shit going on in the world. And I couldn't believe how chill people were about letting the government just shut everything down. I'm like, are you, am I in America? Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. The Americans, I've known many different kinds of America. Okay, so I, I grew up in extreme poverty in my early life. Um, we lived in the projects. We lived in all these different places, all, you know, low rent apartments, this sort of thing. Um, then we were homeless some of the time. We lived in homeless shelters, battered batter women's shelters, uh, hotels. Uh, you know, all of us share one room. Uh, my grandmother's house till my mother could get back on her feet. There was so much. And then uh, high school, you know, I went to a, a, an upper, upper middle, upper class high school and upper middle, upper, upper class area. We didn't move to that area, but we had an address in that area we could use. So... Um, so I ended up going to get, I got, I've had this extreme exposure between m multiple worlds and that didn't stop with my early life that actually continued into my adult life where I've had like, you know, I, in, in terms of, you know, working as a solopreneur, um, my first business was a house cleaning business. And then I like went and started one in healthcare and I've done all this stuff. Um, had a lot of fun. I had a skincare line, all the, all kinds of stuff. I had so much fun doing all of that. Um, and, and I grew a lot when being an entrepreneur makes you raise your, it makes you accountable because <laughs> you have to raise yourself. That's, that's the biggest gift you get out of it. Uh, if anything, cause it's really fucking hard, especially when you don't have like any backup. It's like, Oh shit. Like I'm really doing this. Uh, so I have experienced that. And then I've, you know, experienced, you know, having the you know good good contracts as a consultant in tech and um there's just been a lot that I've seen and learned um and and like I said I've lived great contrast and had had exposure and then I've I've also had exposure to my favorite entrepreneurs are these kind of like uh the ones that I had exposure to in my like late 20s early 30s like these 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 men are that like kind of rugged shotgun tone, like, you know, get her done, freedom fucking loving, you know, they're, they're one of them. He's about freedom, but he's not married to the game, you know, like he's not married to like politics or any of that shit. He's just like, you know, a hardcore entrepreneur. A lot of these, you know, a couple of them have done like seven, eight figure enterprises um, and they're just very sovereign. 
and um, after experiencing the contrast between that entrepreneur and then the, the tech based entrepreneur, I realize now that I took some of that grit that I learned from these men and that actually some of it they learned from me because a lot of them would be like, God damn, you really just move. You got this going. You got that going. You doing this. You doing that. You keep going. You know, they really supported me uh, so much. Um, and then I went into corporate and it was like kind of the opposite. It's like, oh, this is an entrepreneur, but then like the culture, the, the, I feel like corporate is just because it's still modeled after plantations, <laughs> plantation pathology, that it's not going to evolve until, um, the people with a renewed mind and have that have divested from what was, uh, and willing to create something new, actually start creating new systems. And there are entrepreneurs in tech and in the corporate space that are doing that. It's just not most of them. Uh, and so, you know, like I, I've just seen a lot of contrast. And so I think I needed it too, as I've, like I said, the tail end of this dark night of the soul, I kind of understand now where I know where I fit here. I think part of the reason why I wanted to leave was because I really felt like I couldn't figure out where I fit here. You know, like I felt like I didn't fit, you know, <laughs> I'm like, no, now I'm very clear about who my people are and they are the bootstrap, the lifeblood of America. Like these kind of bootstrap, build something from nothing, you know, build a thing, build yourself, self-mastery oriented entrepreneurs. That's who I am. And I've, I've felt the pull to go in the opposite direction, you know, kind of embrace the path, like a pathological obsession with hierarchy, dominance, all this bullshit, like I'm, I love operating in the feminine. That's another thing. So it's like, you know, even what I build in that, I've learned that like a feminine principles are scalable. Love is scalable. Good culture is scalable. The reason why those things don't happen is because we have leaders that don't take accountability for their inner world in organization, leading people. <laughs> That's why it's not a, a mass thing that, that just happens everywhere. So... And I see that very clearly now. So like I said, I'm excited because now I understand where I fit in the West. And now I understand now I, my purpose has been revealed to me through this dark night of the soul, through a lot of pain, through a lot of uh, real true suffering. Um, but but also a will to, to uh, self-love. People talk about self-love all the time, y'all. Self-love is not about most of the shit that people think that it's about. Self-love is, are you willing to be with you in this? In this? While you, you shaking and crying on the fucking floor as you remember that. As your body remembers that. As your mind, your heart, your soul remembers that. As your soul was not even, didn't want to stay with you when you went through that? Are you willing to reclaim your soul in these moments that you experienced that your subconscious pushed here until some nut job manipulator <laughs> did whatever so that they could come to the fore for you to process? Are you willing to love yourself? That's what self-love is. It has very little to do with the material world. And... Like the, what happens in the material is an emanation of what's happening within. So that's why I encourage people to be abundance oriented, but not delusional. What I've found is a lot of the like positivity people, positivity folk, they're fucking delusional. I was one of them because I hadn't integrated like all this shadow stuff. It's been an intense year. Like 
I hadn't integrated all this shadow stuff. So I was, there was a part of my like light, this and that and, and, and belief system about life and humanity and where everything is that was fucking delusional. And so you can't actually have authentic positivity if you're fucking delusional, if your whole life and identity is rooted on, you know, for me, it was spiritual bypassing, which, you know, is a thing that a lot of black folks to survive the bullshit of the West and and, and self-preserve. That's been a tool that a lot of people of color have used. It's not sustainable, though, because that's why other cultures are, are, and groups in, in the country are not evolving past certain behavior. Because there's no natural consequences that have happened. That's what needs to happen next. Uh, boundaries <laughs> need to happen next. That's, you know, the black boundaries movement. I want to see that shit. Because that's what needs to happen next. That's, the, that's at the root of the problem. Was a horrid violation of boundaries. How do we reestablish that? You have to go within first. That's the deal. So, like I said, I kind of... Like, I have this very clear understanding now about what self-love is, um, what self-care is, what my purpose is, (laughs) all of this stuff. And like I said, it's funny, like, having gone out of chronological order and done all this self-work and spiritual work and all this shit first, now it's informing everything that I do in my career for the next 10 years here in America. So it's cool. It's really, really cool. And um, I'm happy to have come to this resolution. It actually took crawling through the hell of the energetic charges that were y'all gonna hear Oakland in the background I'm sorry (laughs) I say that on every episode I will I will record these in a different space in the future but what it took to actually come to this place of plantedness in America was actually facing the darkness of the energetic initiation the charge that came through my bloodline that I'm the first person who didn't have kids early, so I got time. Who didn't get into the abusive relationship with the abusive fucking dude, regardless of what's been offered to me over the course of my life and relationships. So I got fucking time to get that deep work. <laughs> you know, uh, not having an obsession with wanting my, my what I do in this world to be an emanation of of certain resoluteness and power within me so i got time to address all the shit that got handed down from generation to generation to generation on my bloodline to integrate and face it all that's the that has been how i have gotten to this resoluteness about serving here in the west and staying this is my home my ancestors' blood is in the fucking soil. This whole entire economy was built on the, initiated and built on the wombs of African women. I belong here. <laughs> and I just needed to reconcile within to understand that. So, I'm excited. 
I know that was deep and kind of dark, but I'm excited. It's the guy, it's the whole truth, okay? If you don't want the whole truth, don't come to this podcast. That's what it just is what it is. Uh, I'll go ahead and wrap this episode. This has been the whole truth, a podcast over and out.